2: this is the tom bernard morning show the tom bernard morning show streamed every morning on the tom bernard show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts
1: look at that jb gets off 10 minutes even earlier now what the hell is that that's not fair you mean aj what did i say jb yes yeah, you but did
3: both initials
1: i miss jb that's why me too JB's, JB did come to my, my house at Christmas. Not the house, but he met us at a, at a place on my birthday. It was yeah. very nice. JB and I are still very good friends. I have a question for you.
4: Because
1: huh. <clears throat> you guys were talking about this earlier with all this, that, and the other thing. Were, were you guys the ones that mentioned yesterday on the show that they want to get away from saying Merry Christmas? Was that you guys that mentioned? It, it might have been on the, the or was it on the family, Andy, maybe? Uh, maybe no, I
5: don't think so. I don't know, but that's been a trend for it a while. Has, absolutely.
1: But I have a question because they say, well, I don't wanna hear Merry Christmas anymore. I think everyone should say happy holidays, right?
3: That's yeah. their argument. I also think there's more backlash to the backlash than the actual backlash. Like this is one of those examples that I don't think in the real world, if you say Merry Christmas to somebody and they're celebrating a different thing, they nobody cares.
4: Yeah, it's are corporate you, speak that everyone hates.
1: Are you telling me that newspapers and television are lying to us? I that would never realize-
3: assume that.
1: Because here's what I'm wondering. Here's why it's a stupid argument to me. I don't want you saying Merry Christmas. I want you saying Happy Holidays. Do they not know that holiday means holy day? Oh, it's yeah. the same thing.
3: Yeah, I I have that thing where sometimes I'll say Merry Christmas and I'll go, I'll have that thought of being like, well, what if they don't? And then I'll say, and Happy Holidays. Like just my own weird social anxiety of not wanting like to make sure I'm inclusive. But if somebody came up to me and said "Happy Hanukkah," I'd say "Thanks, I will yeah, enjoy it." Right?
5: Yeah, that's the main point. Is no matter what you say to me, I'm going "Thanks, you too," yeah. and I'm keeping it pushing. And I'm not. Yeah. And I want to know who these people are that are just going around saying "Merry Christmas" to strangers all the time. Like, I well, do. People do it. Like to everybody you meet in well, December. Not everybody, but like
3: this time of year, I also like on Thanksgiving especially. Like I always thank people for working on the holidays because we were traveling mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we went to right. a gas station and I said thanks so much for working on Thanksgiving or like I went and mailed something and I said Happy Holidays to those people because they are working there. Oh, soft. So I say a lot to strangers Happy Holidays.
1: Okay. Why would you think that somebody would object to Merry Christmas anyway? What? Look, I the point you just brought up. I have many friends of the Jewish persuasion. Yeah. So I tell them happy Hanukkah all the time. I, Merry Christmas, happy whatever. A Kwanzaa, whatever you got, it makes you happy. I'm happy for you. Right. Our,
3: we have see- um, Indian uh, neighbors right up to our backyard, mm-hmm. and they yep. celebrate Diwali. Diwali, yep. yeah,
1: Diwali. Yeah, there you go.
3: And they give us a gift every year, and I try to remember. I usually do it like two weeks after because I always forget. But they always give us a gift on their holiday because they just mm. want to be inclusive like I right. think that's so sweet and like I try to give them a gift during like after because I'm a hot mess but to just say happy holidays
1: what the problem is I talked to your neighbors and they said the the gift they want is for you to move out of the neighborhood
3: I knew you're gonna say ah, that take that ah. the-
1: mister what a reaction from the men again. You guys need to get off your computers. You stare at your computers way too much. Yeah, literally my job. Oh way. <laughs> <not. laughs> <Literally. Literally>. There, <laughs> you do have to do that. It's true. But yeah, I've often wondered about that. So a, a couple of words of happiness pisses you off. That makes no sense. If somebody says happy Hanukkah to me, I go, thank you. Well, like because I said, it's one. just,
4: it's corporate. Speak it is, isn't it? That no one actually likes.
5: Yeah. And I mean, I guess if I, like, if, to play devil's advocate, if you, if somebody all day, every day from December since Thanksgiving was over till Christmas was like, happy Kwanzaa. And you're like, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. Like, I could see how that gets a little annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, say unclear. happy holidays. And it's you. If you annoy somebody 1% less, who cares?
1: Obviously, oh, you go F off. Does that be better?
3: Happy works. Wednesday, you little bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, I like that one. That'd be a good one. Work for me yeah i don't i don't know why people get so so hung up on words things like that whatever you celebrate good for you you, you get your family together you don't whatever um I'm happy. whatever is good for you is good for me as long as you don't have to go out and kill children i'm good to go
0: yeah
3: i love not killing children that's like what? my favorite thing about people is when they don't kill mm-hmm. children yeah
5: my favorite hobby yeah i wake up every morning and go don't kill children Look don't kill children on my day all, day.
1: all right a recent poll found which holiday classic is America's favorite to rewatch every year. 10 popular Christmas movies were listed, and people were asked to select which ones they'd watch every year. Do you guys have any idea what the number one one would be?
5: I want to say Home Alone, Christmas elf. Story. Home Alone's got to be up there. Yeah.
1: Okay, you think of the Christmas Story and Home Alone?
5: An elf. Yep. Uh, and, and that elf. animated um, uh, snowman movie. You know frosty what I'm about. frosty yeah him he's or got um, how the
3: grinch stole christmas
5: yeah, there we go you
1: guys are missing a huge one here
3: white christmas Die he's home. a
1: minnesota boy on top
4: of it what You're
1: Oh,
3: christmas missing... story
4: no isn't uh doesn't that have ties to minnesota somehow yeah it does yes it yeah. does absolutely
1: No, okay we'll do the top 10 and we'll get to the to the one that, that we have mentioned Number ten. I don't really consider. I know that Die Hard took place at Christmas. Yeah, but that's a,
4: consider that a Christmas. Yeah, it's one movie. Yeah, of those age-old debates I, that'll I, never be settled.
1: I also
3: I don't want to watch out. Die Hard every year, and I don't <laughs> care who comes for me. It's no. not that great of a movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
4: people just put it fun. on these lists so that
3: way they can I, argue.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, just open your door and go. Welcome to the party, pal. And then just close the door. I love that. But actually, that is a damn good movie. I
4: haven't seen it in a long time, but that was a good movie.
1: I watched it for it's the fun. first
4: time three years ago. Yeah, you like I had never seen it before. Did yeah, like I mean, it? it's good for okay. what it is. Guy runs around what? shooting people, you know. Yeah. You know, oh, like usual. Oh, Merry that's, Christmas. That's, exactly. Okay, number 10 is Die Hard. Number nine is Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, I uh, last watched that when I was probably six years
1: old. Yeah, probably true. Uh, number eight is The Santa Claus with an oh, E. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: definitely that one.
1: Yep, it's true. Now, this one's definitely part of it. Catherine, I do watch this one every year. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah great movie it's a really really good movie uh number six we just watched this one a couple of days ago as a matter of fact christmas vacation mm. oh that's
3: so good I oh, i'm sorry
1: if... chevy chase kills it in that movie he is does, phenomenal
3: does that hold up for kids though like some of these ones i'm seeing like hearing like oh, i don't know if kids nowadays would be into it but it's so funny
4: no so
1: you you don't think they are
3: yeah some of those i think is a little bit lost on kids right now. 100%. Oh.
4: It's a movie for yeah. people who mm-hmm. are, like, fed up with the whole, like, having a million people over, getting everything ready, yeah. everything going yeah. wrong. You can't relate yeah. to that until you're, like, 30.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I feel That's like The cool. Christmas Vacation, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, this is kind of just whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you watch it
3: now, and it's hilarious.
5: No. I, I like I can't, I can't. I probably haven't watched it since I was a little kid. I've watched it maybe twice probably, in my life. Yeah, I'll never watch it again. It's okay. It's okay.
3: I have a beef with that movie because there's a scene where she goes, why is the floor wet, Todd? And then this guy goes, I don't know, Margo. And I didn't know that was like a thing. And now when I first had go Margo, people at work would say it all the time. I don't know Margo. You'll have
4: to change your name.
3: I know.
1: <laughs> I guess so. It's just that okay, simple. we get to the top five and I really can't argue
4: with any of these in the top five number five elf so good people i I saw it when it first came out and i barely remember it but every it's like universally Mm -hmm. loved so i mean Mm -hmm.
3: it it does hit that kiddo thing because he's like downing uh syrup and spaghetti and he's Mm -hmm. goofy enough so like i i've watched it many times with the you know the nephews and the the nanny kids and they like it they at a young age think it's hilarious
1: yeah what did he say the three ingredients were in his spaghetti?
5: Uh, was like candy it? corn, candy canes, and maple syrup, or something like that?
4: Absolutely, you nailed it. Uh. That was the order he in too. Mm-hmm. Maple
5: syrup on uh. spaghetti. Well,
4: that's that's uh <laughs> that's actually taken from the Santa Claus. That's how the elves ate in the Santa Claus. Uh. Oh, really? everything was candy all the time.
1: Uh. Well, yeah. That well,
4: makes it sense. makes sense. I mean, they're magical elf creatures. But he does a great. You know, I'm not a I'm not a huge. Uh, What's his guy's
2: name Will again? Farrell? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell.
1: Yeah, I hate him and everything else. <laughs> yeah, he's not very good. He, uh, even Man. Nana, what's Nana up to? It's
4: eleven. It's not eleven. It is not even.
5: It's daylight I mean, savings now. time. Oh, I was guess.
1: like, <laughs> oh my God.
4: in Florida, it's right. Yes. Oh okay. God. Wrong state. Yeah.
3: I when she was <laughs> walking in, Tom. I was like, I knew it. I knew that she <laughs> thought because my mom called me yesterday during the show. <laughs> yep. Because she messed up the Florida time. She literally right. called me at like 10.01. And I same exact thing where I was like, mom, what's going on? Like, you know, I'm on air. And she's right. like, oh, sorry, Florida time. Yep.
4: <laughs> that's why I'm saying. We should just have one world time.
5: Yeah. One time in zone
4: in the entire world. And you
5: just adjust accordingly exactly. to how much daylight mm-hmm. you have.
4: Because, I mean, if you grow up thinking that, like, you know, the sun rises at 4 p.m., you're not going to think that's weird. It's, it's no, how you, you grew you know? up. It's, it's up to us. To adjust and then the next generations, they'll just look whatever.
1: And that is what China did. China has one time zone.
4: Yep, despite the fact that it's like, isn't it like 5,000 miles across? It's a long way across. There's no Let's doubt see. about that. So, yeah. China... I mean, if,
1: what would you care if noon was dark and midnight? would not be midnight anymore. It'd be mid something, but, but it would be light
4: out at midnight. So well,
1: yeah,
3: it's there's a
4: 12 o'clock. Who cares? There's no, yeah. si- there's no real significance to like eight o'clock yeah. in the morning. It's just how no. well, it's what we're Listen, used to.
3: Andy, we got to her- tackle one thing at a time. And my first thing is this uh, daylight.
4: daylight sa- I know
3: step one daylight savings. And then we can take on your world time thing, which world I'm not time. exactly on board with, but <laughs> I like being a part of a group. We so never I'm have in. to
4: worry about time zones ever again.
3: I mean, I don't often.
4: <laughs> well, th- that's the thing is some people just like they have a real hard time with it.
5: No, well, yeah. It is annoying, like especially with booking guests yes, on the show. Yes, booking guests. And they're yeah. like, well, is it 9 o'clock your time or our time? Like, yeah, and then you just...
4: tell them and they get it wrong anyway. Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: I suppose that's – you know, actually when you drive down to the the southeast from Minneapolis, you go through – the central and eastern time
4: zones like five times mm-hmm. yeah. because you're right on the border of it. Well, it's, now better than would... what, it's better than what they used to do. Every city in the country had its own time because time was always what? based on when the sun started to rise. So if you took a train from one city to another, the time would be like six minutes different.
3: That'd be insane.
4: Yep. What? And that, that's why time zones were invented.
1: That makes sense. Because
4: there would be like, you know, oh, I live in a city 30 miles away. It's actually 5.05 here, whereas it's 5.02 where you are. And so trains started colliding with each other because no one could actually decide what time it was. And they were like, we got to do something about this. That seems
5: like the dumbest idea ever. No offense to whoever created time at the beginning, but like, come on. Yeah. It's like caveman time. It's like, what time is it? It's
4: sunrise plus three hours. (laughs) yeah yeah well it was all based
1: on the sunrise anyway it was, it was all it's yeah.
4: like sunrise was like 6 a.m yeah. or something like that no matter what if the sun rises that's 6 a.m
1: at six o'clock in the morning didn't matter if it was three hours earlier you know three months ago yep that's exactly right okay so elf we do agree is a very good movie yep Apparently. yeah okay he did a hell of a job in that movie uh
4: number four rudolph the red-nosed reindeer that one's old that's uh that's the old ass rank and bass ones yeah
3: that yeah. one's pretty funny. There's a lot of funny lines in that that are, like, very weird. Like, well, you're a broken doll. Get out of here. Like, just yeah, tell very like aggressive.
4: What's the one where it's, it's, um... The Island of Misfit Toys? The, uh, February 2nd one, The Gopher. Yeah. And isn't it, isn't there a line where the kid, like, you know, wrecks something and the dad goes, you've ruined Christmas.
3: There's something yeah. like that where they're just like, very oh, aggressive okay, in yeah, that I, movie. Guess,
4: I guess I ruined Christmas. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I don't know. I just, it is what it is.
1: Okay, then we got uh, number three. The the three last ones are big ones, no doubt about it. Charlie Brown Christmas number three. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's a good one.
1: You know, I guess his house over in St. Paul is still, uh, what's his name, Charles? Schultz. uh, Schultz. Charles Schultz, yeah. I guess that house is still decorated up with his characters on the wall. That's great. I'm sure it always will be. Yeah, probably always will, because you don't, you don't want to cover that up, do you?
3: You don't want to be the monster that buys that and does yeah.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much true. So, yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is number three. Number two is A Christmas Story.
4: hmm You liking that one?
3: They'll shoot your it eye. It makes out. sense. Possibly
5: the worst Christmas movie of all time. but I, I've so never good. really
4: been in, that into it. No. Like, it's fine, but it's the, like, I don't know. The
3: narrator yeah. voice, it's being the adult voice, is really fun of him remembering what it was like to be a kid. Only and then the coder
4: fudge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it was Gene Shepard, this guy who wrote the mm-hmm. book. He was the one who narrated the whole thing. And by the way, brilliant writer, no question. Yeah. I know, I liked it because when the dad
4: gets his Christmas gift, he looks at it
1: and goes, Ooh, Fragile. Mm-hmm. Must be from
4: Italy.
3: Must be from Italy. That's the thing.
4: It's got like a lot of very iconic scenes, like going down the slide, to shoot um, your eye out, freezing yeah. to the pole.
3: Right. But,
4: like, but then everything yeah. between those scenes kind of feels like, it's, what are we doing?
5: Yeah, it's a movie where nothing happens.
4: Pretty much. Yeah, it's, like, it's Seinfeld, it's the like, movie.
3: It's very Midwest experience. It is. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. It's yep. very... Like freezing your tongue to a pole, I bet 95% of people never even knew that that was a thing.
3: Yeah, and like a big fear of all of us. Like for some reason, we're like, "Uh, should we? Uh, Oh, I was always
4: told like, do not lick a pole (laughs) or you will lose your tongue.
1: Yeah, very true. But it is number two. It's uh, favored by 33% of people asked. Their their second Hmm. favorite Christmas uh, uh, movie is A Christmas Story. I, I liked it a lot because I was a big. I've read every book that Gene Shepherd's ever written, so I'm a huge Gene Shepherd fan. Yeah, I think we had him on one time, like God, 40 years ago or something like that. But I got to believe he's not around
4: anymore. I wouldn't think he and, has like, been dead for quite a while. 24 that's years. What I, 24 years. So, like I said, that was about 40 years ago. so I was about right. And 24 years ago, he was 78. So even if he hadn't Girl. died, he'd be 102 now. So
1: yeah, but he was the narrator in that movie. He was. He was. Yep, absolutely terrific. And he no, scripted it too. Yeah, great writer. Um, number one, you guys already nailed it. Grinch. Home Alone is the number one. No, the Grinch, Grinch wasn't on good. that list. Not on the whole ten. Ten. Uh, That's choices. surprising. I agree because the Grinch is a damn good movie, right?
4: Hmm. So, what do you think of Home Alone? I mean, Home Alone the, the first one I loved. The, the oh. others, I not wild. Two's about. still good, but it's mm-hmm. it's more of the same. Yeah. Two is no, just yeah. Home Alone one, but more.
3: Yeah, it's more Home Alone, um, mm-hmm. but uh, Home Alone. I think it was three or four. It was which was the one where they get a new kid. Three is the new kid, yeah.
4: and that's the one. There's like a microchip in an RC car.
3: Yeah. That they're so trying my to get. my uh, stepdad's grand, our uh, dad. So my step grandpa. Um, he loved that movie. For he saw it in theaters with his girlfriend, and yes, he had a girlfriend at the time. And he came home to us, and there was seven of us kids. And he's like, "You guys gotta see this." He acted like it was. Casablanca plus Titanic. Thing? It was like the best thing he's ever seen. So, of course, when it comes out on DVD, we watch it. And like every like fourth day, Grandpa, he lived in my uh, um, stepdad's basement. He would come upstairs and we'd watch Home Alone 3 with him. And so I've seen that movie so many times.
4: I just watched it for the first time, I think, last year. And Melissa so... grew up watching it and she she likes it a lot. I think it was fine. It was,
3: it was fine, it, again, but I have such it's an emotional attachment the emotional attachment i have how much he came and raved about it i was like that's the
4: thing it's not uh, like a top 50 movie of all time for sure it's a bunch of people falling over and trying to catch an rc car
3: there's a scene where this girl's on this flip phone and she's the bad guy and they find out where they are like the car is and she hangs up and goes we got it and to this day i still try to like end my calls going we got. It.
4: I know you can't flip phone. It's so much less dramatic when you're just hitting that red button, yeah, than flipping a phone closed.
5: The days of uh, nearly snapping your flip phone in half because you just shut it so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. those were the best. Yeah.
4: Absolutely.
1: I had one of those, the flip phone. No yeah. question. I had, I had the brick. Actually, remember the first cell phone? Oh, uh, the, the brick, yeah. the
4: candy bar. Yep, they called it. Oh my
1: God, the thing weighed about ten mm-hmm. pounds. You're like, I, I gotta lay, like, put the phone down for a minute. It was heavier than hell. I so. Want-
3: yeah. Do you remember? Did your kids always want to play Snake on it?
4: Oh yeah. Oh, Snake and what was the other one? There was another game that was on every phone back then.
2: I well, not never... brick
4: phones. Yeah, the brick phones. phones. Didn't, no, they didn't have. They didn't have a screen.
5: No, he, I think you're talking about. Oh, you're the, talking about the pre-candy old, bar old, old ones. Yeah, the Nokia brick yeah. phone. That's yeah, that's different.
4: Yeah. It looked literally like a like mm. a beige brick. Yeah, you're talking I mean, about literally. the one with the antenna that you have to. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That, was, that, the, was, that was the format before the candy bar format. Yes. Tom, I bet right. it
3: blew people's mind that you had a cell phone back then. Like, that, I bet you that was a novelty. Let
4: me just talk to someone far away. Far away, wow. man.
1: Wow. Well, I will tell you this. One of the people in the old queue building at 917 North Lilac Drive said, hey, Tom, can I borrow your car? And just I want to run up to buy or lease, which is like two city blocks away.
5: Yeah.
1: I said, yeah, no problem. So it was a convertible. He puts the top down, goes in, and my phone, of course, is on the console. Mm. He comes out and somebody was uh, stealing the phone. Luckily, he saw them stealing Uh.
2: it. Yeah,
3: because it's like attached at the time.
4: And those things were like $10,000 in today's money. Oh, they were a lot of money, no doubt about it. Insanely expensive. Yeah, but he caught up with the guy and got the phone back
1: from him, thank God, because that thing, like Andy said, was a fortune back.
4: 1984. Brother. The first cell phone was priced at four thousand dollars. Holy cow! Which is equivalent to eleven thousand today. Yeah. So yeah, it's a a phone. I know. Well, it's, it was you know, 1984. It was the first of its type. How much was it? Four thousand dollars.
1: Four thousand. I'm sure.
4: I don't think you had one in '84 though. The DynaTAC.
1: I can't remember. So what would, it have, what would it have been, like 87, 88, something like that? I
3: bet you were one of the first people in Minnesota. My grandma had a phone in her car, and I thought it was mm-hmm. the most glamorous thing. And it was terrible reception. And it cost so much money to call anyone from it.
1: I will tell you what, and you got I don't even remember this, so there's no way you guys probably ever even heard of it. But the first phones and cars were not cell phones they were desktop phones
5: yeah they were yeah, car my grandma phones. had a desk had like like a yep. cord. Oh, she did. yeah the cord that <laughs> yeah. connects it yeah. in
3: williston north dakota my grandma had a desktop phone in her console yeah. and i was really? like we'd go to church and i was like my grandma is the most mm-hmm. fancy cool. at- advanced <laughs> i was like and I, I would sometimes pick it up and they'd be like don't you dare dial out because it's it like you know this much oh, yeah. money to, and I fifty dollars a
4: to, second yeah
3: it was why would we even? Ha- she lives in Williston. Everything was two and a half blocks away. Like,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, no, I remember I can... when we had dial up. We've all had dial up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I go to Florida, and I'm using our dial up, of course. What I didn't mm-hmm. know is that when you go to a different state, you have to go into the settings and change the phone number that you're dialing to to a local number.
2: Uh... So what I was doing right.
4: is I was using dial up long distance. Back when long distance was like five dollars a minute. Oh yep.
3: my so, god, what was that bill? Tom, that was
4: pretty that was this was like 20 years ago to at least 25. I cannot tell you
1: between Andy and Alex the bills I used to get for the things that they did.
3: Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, you cannot. Imagine. The modern version today, I suppose, would be letting your kid play Farmville or whatever, yeah. and they rack oh, up a yeah. five thousand so dollars. It's like, oh, if I press this button, I get more gold in my game. Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I blame the parents. Like, how you just you, should, have, you yeah, should know one hundred percent right? How yeah. you just gonna have your credit card information for your little eight year old? Kid.
4: No, Ethan is never touching my phone. Right. We're gonna get him no. like a cheap little phone that has you know YouTube, not YouTube, but Kids Tube, whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm and basically nothing else on it if he wants to play a game there's going to be no credit card info on there so he can uh try to get that microtransactions all he wants but he never will
1: you know i gotta mention one thing that i've seen more and more and more of as the years have gone by and it's the worst i've ever seen it this year young people basically in their 20s maybe eh, teens 20s and maybe really early 30s walking down the hallway or a street staring at their phone
3: I see you're all ages. You're gonna get one hundred percent. Yeah. You better I better
1: stop doing that.
3: Yeah. It's it's really weird. I feel like I feel like the addiction to phones is is in, including myself, it's mm-hmm. so palpable. Like I've got a problem. Like I gotta start putting some settings on mine because I'll just I'll be on my phone in the weirdest times. And I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like I should be cleaning like up something and I'm like on TikTok for twenty minutes and I'm like, What what just happened? Why?
1: But you don't walk down the side sidewalk staring at your phone do you
3: i hope not i mean it's,
1: don't do that
3: i yeah i mean it's i listen to music a lot when i walk or run but oh, that's good but i still have headphones where i can hear other people because i still live mm-hmm. my life thinking i'm gonna get oh, yeah. by a car
1: yeah you don't want to you don't want to put earbuds in when you can't hear anything other than the music or whatever yeah. you're playing you got to be that's able to hear truth. now people have gotten real look i mean what is the big store that I saw that has been robbed like three times, and it's like a candy store, or a, mm-hmm. uh, it's some? It's been robbed three times already, and it just opened about a month ago.
2: What is that?
1: I don't know, but it's like Jesus. Don't you have anything better to do? Why don't you go get a job? How about right? that? No, they're not going to go get a job. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. It is Black Friday.
3: What?
4: Uh, you are thinking of the Las Vegas Valley Lego store, I think.
1: Yes, that's exactly, yeah, you're right, it's the Lego oh, store. Yep. Three yep. times, right? Three
4: times since opening. Well, that's, Lego, <laughs> it sounds like, oh, you know, you're just buying, you're stealing these cheap little toys. No, no there no. are Lego sets that are $500. Yeah,
5: and there's a whole crazed Lego community mm-hmm. of people that will yeah like are buying these $10,000. There's like Lego celebrities where they'll do unboxings in here, mm-hmm. watch me build these. And it's yeah. yeah. It's not just you and your little kid building a <clears throat> Star Trek thing.
4: Yeah. Well, honestly, they're that much, really? Yep. yep. Well, there's some Legos, they're like 10,000 pieces and they're designed to be assembled by like a team of NASA engineers over the course of a decade. It's ridiculous. It's like how much time you just, do you have on your hands where you can build this kind of thing?
1: Is there a Lego store still out of Mall of America? Yeah, there was.
5: Mm-hmm. There. What's oh, still there? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's probably hard I to get could... that thing out of there. I would imagine so. No question. Yeah. That huge. What are you, what are you looking confused for, Brittany?
3: I just like why <laughs>
5: that huge ass statue
3: thing? They're also Legos, so like it's probably pretty easy in some ways. <laughs> okay.
4: Okay. <laughs> Just disassemble it and reassemble it elsewhere. One of those days today, Brittany.
1: what are you going to do? Black Friday and Cyber Monday are in the rearview mirror, but there is a a trick that might snag you a deal between now and Christmas. I don't understand this. I read the headline, and you guys maybe can help me out with this. When you're shopping online, try uh, try adding something to your cart and just leaving it there. Don't buy it right away. The site you're on probably, oh, so this is from home. I thought they meant when they put it in your cart. I thought they meant the push cart
3: oh no yeah, yeah put it in your Oh yeah. wait for it
1: online. to depreciate before you buy it yeah so that's what they're saying is put it in your cart and then wait for it to depreciate
3: oh this is what happens to me so i put things in my cart all the time to like remind myself later or look at it later and all of a sudden they'll straight up email you hey mm. this was in your cart do you want 20 percent off if you yeah. want to buy it Ooh. and i'll be like yeah. i forgot that existed yep. i wasn't trying to scam you i just don't know i just didn't want... even know
4: if i wanted it also a lot of things online their price set is their prices are set by a bot, which gauges supply and demand. So it's yeah. like they're looking for a certain amount of sales per hour or whatever. And if it gets too low, the bot will lower the price automatically. And if, it gets, you know, if enough people buy it, then it'll raise the price because it's like a supply and demand kind of thing. So if, if everyone just kind of sits on it and waits, the price will automatically start to go down because it looks like demand is going down. So there's that, too.
1: There you go. I did just look at the headline. I scroll back up. Yeah, I, I would have seen online online shopping hack. They were talking about online carts. So yeah, I think that's great though. If you put it in your cart, because it didn't cost you anything to put it in there, right? No, no. So you leave it in your in your cart, and they, and and you said Brittany, they give you a call or send you a text message that says, Hey, look, this is on sale. You want it?
3: Yeah. If your email's connected to it, you'll all of a sudden get an email. This happens to me with Nordstroms all the time because I like put random things in my cart just to like, oh, I'll look at this later or whatever and and it doesn't guarantee that you have it like you can if you have it in your cart and it sells out too bad they're not going to probably hold that up if it's more than like like two minutes but it happens to me all the time where i'll get an email it's like hey you know that thing you have in your cart here's 20 percent off if you still want to buy it and i'm like
5: yeah, I mean, and it sounds like a very nice, convenient, let's do a nice little hack. But it's a lot like when um, casinos will send, you know, chronic gamblers a, hey, we miss you. Come back and get mm. a free $20. <laughs> Are you relating my a shopping? Free 20, it's 100%. It chronic
3: gambling? Yes. I just lost my mind on Tory Burch's Cyber Monday sale, and I'm waiting for See, all that to show exactly. up. So I feel attacked.
5: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're
1: welcome. God, honestly, it's that time of the year, though, isn't it?
3: I know. Sure I was is. just wearing a, you're, you know, it's a bad sign. Uh, there's a certain KB in your life, Tom, who mm-hmm. when I went shopping with Catherine in Vegas, we went to a certain store and they offered her free shipping. And so I bought something and she's like, Oh, I have free shipping here. And I was like, how did you get that? Like how much money did you mm-hmm. spend to get
1: that? I have the Do platinum have on
4: the card. I'll answer that for you.
3: Don't answer it.
4: She's the mother of Alex.
1: Let, Let me put me it just,
3: Yeah. It was so fun. Shopping with Catherine is so fun because she's like me. Just get it. Get it. Get it.
4: That's like when people are like, oh, we can go to the casino. I get free rooms there. It's like, do you get free rooms there?
0: Yeah, no. Or are they basically like
4: rewarding you for spending so much money that the cost of the room is irrelevant to them?
1: All right, now we gotta we gotta go to a break here because Kristen Bird's coming up. But I I have a question for you. Yeah. What are the percentages? Because they gotta be somewhere of you going in a, a casino and winning?
4: It's like it, uh, they have it calibrated pretty close do. to 50%, so it's easier to think that you're winning. It's like 45% or something like that, 45, 46. And what is it actually, about 95 that you're not going to win? Well, no, but I'm saying you win about 45% of the time.
5: Yeah. So, oh, I,
1: oh, you win 45% yeah, of the time. Yeah, over so a 50, long 50,
4: enough period yeah, of time... Okay. That means every dollar you put in, you're going to get like 90 cents back. But it's, you know, if they give you that like uh, payout every so often, it's easier to lose track of how much money you've lost. Yeah. Whereas if it just took your money every single time, you'd be like, oh, this sucks. I'm leaving. I mean, because I like going to casino. I'm not a big gambler. I'm not big. I don't sit down and play
1: cards or any that kind of stuff. Last time I did, we were in Vegas and there was this beautiful young woman that was the dealer, blackjack dealer. And we played two hands, and she looks at me right in front of everybody else. And goes, "Honey, you suck at this. I'm gonna play your hand." <laughs> and she did. She played my hand for me, which was great. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, gambling is one of those things. That the times I've won, I walk away and I won't go for years because I just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. I'm I that I can live off that for a while. I don't care.
1: All right, we got to take a break. Be right back. and Bert will join us right after this.
2: This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at tombernardshow.com.
3: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as painless to me,
1: has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998.
3: When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing
1: the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business, for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25- to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward, And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you twincityspremierhealth.com
2: The Tom Bernard show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Brad Sean Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielki. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows
5: for years. I like Tom not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me.
2: If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with the Tom Bernard show, go to tombernardshow.com keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast.
1: God, I'm looking at four different people and you all look like you're having a seizure. What? Except for Andy. Sure. I was like, you guys were all doing this.
3: Dancing <laughs> in the music.
1: Are you on a different
3: yeah. feeling?
1: No, then a feeling. Getting a little dancing time in before the show. That works for me, no doubt about it. Andy, of course, shoulder to the wheel, doing mm-hmm. his job, Yeah. You know. Kristen Bird, how are you?
0: Doing great. How are you?
1: magnificent things are going very well very... oh you know what i want to mention this right from jump there's a it. no i forgot his name again damn it i think it's johnny harris you ever watch uh murdoch mysteries Mm-mm. phenomenal show from canada and the copper on there the the one that wears a uniform i, I believe his name is johnny harris he has a show called still standing it is johnny all... harris yes
5: yeah
1: what's that it is johnny harris Johnny kind of here, so good. Thanks. Um, he goes literally from the far east coast of Canada to the far west coast of Canada to these small towns. My God, it's a great show. It's really, I don't know how I think it's maybe like five, ten years old or something.
4: Still standing is yeah, eight years old. Yeah.
1: Well, it's eight years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. But honest to God, it's so good because it's very natural. It goes to these little towns with Canadians and they're there's this one place, it's a beautiful couple of islands. They're kind of like right next to one another. Just gorgeous out in British Columbia. It's called, was it, Hempstead or Hemp, something like that. But he goes, there's 150 people that live in the entire two islands. 150 people. And everybody's happy. It's kind of a real cool deal that I, I may, maybe the still standing part is uh, the fact that he's a very funny stand-up anyway. And that he's trying to get the point across that the happiness... And people laughing is still standing. I mean, it's a wonderful show. Really good.
0: It's an unscripted show. Is that what you're
1: kind of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the the people in the audience are just because he shows all these scenes with the people, you know, going here, there and the rest of it. Uh, One thing I did learn from watching this show just for one night last night, Catherine, I watched a few episodes. Not a lot of people in the country in Canada brush their teeth. Every time okay, somebody that. smiled, they'd be like, Two missing right here. I
4: was <laughs> like, Jesus. Don't you have any dental up there? I got a missing tooth. Do you? Yep. Where? One of my molars is missing. Top left. Are you
0: getting a dental implant?
4: Thing is, they're really expensive, and you have to go to the dentist like 37 times in order to get them.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> have so, one. I just don't it's have the, the time I'm... for it. Uh, it's, it's honestly it's not that hard a process I because I had a baby tooth and there was no adult tooth underneath yeah that and happens so I had a yeah a oh. dental implant put in and honestly it was a very easy process to be honest like the only thing you have to wait for is the screw in your gums to yep. heal yeah please. um and I got a flipper and so I wore like a bottom retainer with like a little tooth in the spot so no one ever knew Did, is
3: uh-huh. it because people can see it
0: is that why you wanted it my, for me, yeah, mine was like, it's right here. Because like, if
3: it's I'm... a back one, I feel like, who cares?
4: Well, the problem with the molar is that's where you chew. So sometimes yeah. like I'll absentmindedly like, bite down on a like tortilla chip on the wrong side, and it'll go right Ooh. into my gum. Mm. Oh. That's not fun.
2: Yeah.
4: But other than that, it doesn't really bother me. I was me glad too much. I
0: did it. I'm just letting you know. It's not that hard to process, and I was glad I did it. I'll get
4: it, it done is. eventually. It just yeah. doesn't Literally. bother me enough to care at the moment, I guess.
1: But I wanted to bring that up, Kristen, because again, streaming is so good. If you take some time, and Catherine's much better at it than I am, she could find because she's the one who found this show. I think it's like Bamfield or something. Like, I can't remember the, the islands. Just beautiful islands, but nobody lives there because they just don't want to live that far from the city.
4: Uh, well, this is in Canada. Yeah, it's in far, in British Columbia. In B.C. I'm wondering, because a lot of those islands off of Canada are not terribly livable. No, I suppose that's true. It's really cold, really windy.
1: There was one scene, and it was hilarious because they're marching through the woods. And the guy goes, oh, my God, there's a bear, right? And there's this big, they show in this big brown bear and all the rest of it. And they're like, what should we do? What are we going to do? Turns out it was a stuffed bear that somebody put in their front or
4: backyard. (laughs) It wasn't even a lot yeah but it looked, I, it along one of our drives uh someone decided to put up a fake deer on the side of the road on their property oh, yeah. to slow yeah. people down but all it does is cause people <laughs> to panic and slam on their brakes oh, God. that's fun that's, that's not fun. good but yeah the whole point i'm trying to make is
1: I, I for me at least in my lifetime tv is the best it's ever been you can find magnificent
4: things on tv you didn't even know existed yeah, it is
1: bamfield yeah, canada i
0: need to dig through
4: it's bamfield canada and actually their climate's pretty good. January, oh. the low is 35. Yeah. So, it's that's not
0: good. What are you talking about?
4: That's like blazing <laughs> hot to beautiful? us. Beautiful.
0: <laughs> I want oh to tell you, God. it has been, I'm going to say this is California cold because I understand I've lived in Minnesota, um, but it's been like 65, and in California that is freezing. I've turned on my heat all week. <laughs> <That's> Meanwhile,
4: <sick. laughs> the low here in January is 6 on average, so yeah,
0: yeah. 36, I would for, take. But just remember that like California homes are not insulated the way they are in Minnesota. Right. California right. homes are insulated, like they're in Minnesota. That's what you Jeez, sound like.
5: Huh? No, I Sorry. was gonna say, Kristen, so you sick- have every I right think- to oh, complain. It. Because if I lived out there or in like Arizona, and then all of a sudden you get one day that's unusually mm-hmm. cold compared to what you're used to. Yeah, you talk- have the right to complain. Brittany. I
3: talked to Kristen, I talked to my mom, I talked to Tom, and like I'm so sick of hearing about your guys's situations. I mean, like, sorry, we're not prepared for that. Like, then get prepared. It's
0: been that way for a while. Yeah. Oh, I can't reconstruct my condo, so I. It's <laughs> on yeah. you. Yeah. It is. I have not have an HOA deal with it. I'm not going through the HOA.
1: <laughs> There's a very good point you're making, though. But but your houses are not insulated, and that is huge. Mm-hmm. People don't know.
0: Yeah. California construction's not great. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Right. Like I grew up in new England where buildings have been around since the 1600s. And then you come out here and they reconstruct homes like every 10 years. So they don't, preserve architecture which is really a bummer because there are some beautiful mid-century modern homes they'll just knock them down and they'll put up a, a modern farmhouse which is not that pretty and it's really just kind of basic and then a few years later something else like you know spanish mission homes will come back in and they'll knock it down and they'll build a spanish mission home so nothing's preserved here and it's quick construction
1: all right i want you to guess for something palm beach island okay there is a lot that just went up for sale this month on Palm Beach Island. It's a lot. It's a big lot.
4: How much is the lot? 10 million. I was going to say, like, it's got to be at least five.
0: 15. You ready? Yep.
1: Empty lot. $200 million. How big is this
5: lot <laughs> now?
1: It's a big lot. There's no question, but. You haven't even built the house yet, and you're almost a, well, you're a fifth of a billion into it already.
0: That's like a Jeff Bezos property because it's like. Who else is going to buy
5: that? I hope hope they build just like a very, like a rambler, like a, you know, (laughs) three-bedroom. Yeah, Just a small. I
4: just want a modest house. I don't want to clean too much. Two-bedroom house on a $200 million
1: lot. But no, you're absolutely right. The reason I even saw it is because there's a special, I don't know what channel it's on. It's a three-part special about Jeffrey Epstein. And it was in his his neighborhood on Palm Beach Island. That's why I knew about it. It It's like, my
4: God. Yeah, here's a a parcel in Boca Raton. Uh, Let's see. How big is it? Two acres. uh, $45 million. (laughs) Oh, I can get financing, though. So it's okay.
0: It's such a good financing rate right now. It's (laughs) really good.
4: Yeah, really. God, 7% on $45 million. I don't even want to try to do that math.
1: How'd you like that though? Every acre you own is worth 22 and a half million dollars.
4: That's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: That would never happen here in California. My favorite (laughs) also is that kind of land to begin with. Yeah.
4: Right. I also like the, um, the realtors, you know, selling points and stuff. It's like, Oh, five minutes to downtown. Well, that makes up for the price for sure. Yeah. No question. If I can walk to downtown, $45 million is basically
1: a steal. I never thought in my lifetime I would hear of a five million dollar lot, much less a forty-five or two hundred million dollar lot. That's overpopulation. Why people for can't you.
0: afford to buy homes?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I suppose that is pretty much true because that. that
4: yeah, I, I mean, mean is- that's the thing is you're not going to see any forty-five million dollar lots in rural Nebraska. No, you could you could probably no. buy a thousand acres for one one hundredth of that price. It just if everyone wants to live in the same place, that's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, well, Palm Beach Island is not that big. So, I mean, it's very long. And who knows if
0: it will be here in 20 years. That's true. (laughs) I mean, my brother's area of Miami floods every single time there are heavy rains or a hurricane. And he's like, like, this area has 10 years left. (laughs) I mean, he's in a high rise, so it's fine. um, But it's one of those situations. He's like, I'm living here now because I can. Because, you know, in a decade, it's not going to be livable
1: probably true that is probably true but yeah i I discovered this whole thing because i was watching i've only seen about one and a half of the three episodes this jeffrey epstein and and i i don't want to spend a lot of time on it but i just cannot believe the felony after felony after felony with young girls and money that this guy committed and every time he went to court they threw it out said Mm -hmm. no no he's good let him go
0: well wasn't it bill barr that gave him the sweetheart deal
1: yeah I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely um, right. But yeah, honest. and he
0: got, got no time. And he uh, the continual access um, that he had to A-list people, celebrities, mm-hmm. politicians, people in tech, and after his conviction, I believe it was 2008, he did some time, he got a sweetheart deal, he got out, he went back to Manhattan, people were still socializing with him. Royals, Prince Andrew has uh, major ties to him. It, and it's one of those situations that don't tell me you didn't know what was going on on some level. I mean, maybe not everyone did. If you went to one cocktail party at his house, that's one thing. But if you were hanging out with him regularly, going on his plane, visiting his island,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: knew. You had some suspicion, at least, yeah. of what was happening. And uh, the fact that nobody has been convicted in this, except for his right-hand woman, Ghislaine yeah. Maxwell, Yep. It, it feels very much like... Um, the Heidi Fleiss case where she took the hit and everyone else just walked.
1: And who were two of his best friends? There's one for the Democrats and one for the Republicans. Oh, Bill
0: Clinton and Donald Trump. Yep. (laughs) Two of his
1: best friends, two former presidents.
0: Yes. And remember, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump were also friends. So it's- Yes,
1: Yeah. I, the whole thing is just such a mess. Yeah, but I enjoyed watching it for that very reason. Like, look at the politics involved here and why this mm-hmm. guy keeps committing crimes with, like, 13-year-old girls, and he never... Had... As a matter of fact, they found... Because I, I think it was might have been Bill Barr, too, that had his trash picked up by a fake trash collection unit so he could look through his trash.
0: And conveniently, it disappeared, right?
1: Well, it's interesting. Part of that is is they had uh and they tested the little girl right after they tested this uh they found his dna in the little girl and they found the purple dildo that he was using in the trash and he still didn't get convicted he didn't um, even get charged
0: yeah i've covered this case quite a bit um and it's devastating and it's tragic i interviewed yeah. vicky ward who did a, a a book on it and um it is, she did it on Gillian Maxwell and just like her yeah. association, yeah. but it's astonishing how really nobody's been held accountable other than Ghislaine. But I mean, like there are so many people tied to this and it is a global wow. network of child trafficking, child rape. It is child abuse. It's awful. It's disgusting. Uh,
1: do you think, do you, are you the, and I'm not going to spend a lot more time on this because it's such a disgusting subject, but do you think every one of those guys that went to the island were kind of, in a way, guilty of this?
2: Um,
0: I would say, I mean, your association with him doesn't make you look good to begin with. Prince Andrew, Alan Dershowitz, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. I don't know. We just don't know to the level of what that means because unless there's evidence, although I will say in Prince Andrew's case, he Mm -hmm. has been sued uncivilly for uh, rape, Of an underage girl. And yeah, and he settled out of court so that the case wouldn't move forward. Now he denies it, but it got so bad that he was removed as a senior royal and he basically is just a private citizen for the rest of his life. And kind of, you know, he's King Charles's problem now at this point. But Queen Elizabeth, I I cover the royals ad nauseum, so I know a lot about this case, but Queen Elizabeth (laughs) protected protected prince andrew for all of these years so you're even like this little tiny 90 year old woman was protecting someone who is an alleged rapist Mm -hmm. and there's there is evidence uh uh, that is pretty credible that leads toward that points towards prince andrew hanging around underage girls and engaging in horrible activities with them
1: isn't that amazing if you're a billionaire you can do whatever the hell you want
0: Yep, and they're not criminally charged no, I mean, never. so he paid off, you know, um, a few million dollar settlement. But I mean, what's that? He's still he's living in Royal Lodge on Windsor property. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to work a day in his life now because his brother's paying everything for him.
1: So tell me how that's justice.
0: It's not justice. And it's it's not, it's not justice for anyone who was victimized by any of these people associated with Jeffrey Epstein.
1: And we can get off the subject now, but the reason I brought it up is the greed in this world, not just America, around the world. The greed is at the highest level I have ever seen. Can you imagine the stories you're going to hear five years from now about this era when everybody's money, 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 money? It's all I care about is money. It's going to be hideous. Mark my words, I say.
0: Yeah, and it's I just was trying to movie think. Movie. There's a Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. I just want to try to see the title if anyone's interested. Yeah, it's called Jeffrey Epstein Filthy, Filthy. Rich on yeah. Netflix. If anyone's interested. right?
1: It's a three-parter?
0: Um, I'm not sure how many episodes it was. I but oh, I
1: thought it would just say there. Sorry.
0: <clears throat> I'm just trying to see. It came out in 2020. So mm. one, two, wait. Looks like it is. It's four episodes altogether.
1: Oh, four. Okay. So it's not the one I'm watching, but it's probably all the same anyway, don't you think?
0: Probably similar information, but I I know that that one gained a lot of traction back in 2020.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll close with this. Um, There's a lot of discomfort and hatred and meanness in the world right now. You do not want to go anywhere near a billionaire right now because they could get away with anything. I'm just telling you, it's not going to be a good time the next five years. Mark my words, I say.
0: All right. So we'll we have... time stamp this <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. video. Thank you. <laughs> so what else happened in your world?
0: Um, I just wanted to give an update. I know we were talking about Leo yesterday, and I said it's going to do gangbuster numbers for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about 34.6 million people watch this over the oh. Thanksgiving weekend, Jeez. making it the biggest animated debut in Netflix history. Really? There is your Adam Sandler Um, I mean, like that's what I said. He he's probably one of the few A-list celebrities who's going to have their production deals canceled because he continually delivers for the network.
1: Why do you think that? How does he know this? He's a kid from New Hampshire, right? That's where he grew up
0: and went to NYU. I think that his comedy is relatable and accessible. Mm -hmm. It's not political. It's about family situations. It's about everyday things. Um, you look at some of his movies, like I mean, how many times I can't tell you how many times I've seen The Wedding Singer. He casts other people who are also like fun and relatable yep. and cute. Fifty yep. first states. Like he and Drew Barrymore had that chemistry. He and Jennifer Aniston have great chemistry. And then he goes, I'm gonna bring as many A-list people to this project. And like I said yesterday, we're gonna go to Italy and we're gonna spend the summer there. And you're gonna bring all your kids and your right. family and your pets, and we're just gonna have like sit on a huge compound and party after the day's over with at on set who doesn't want to work for that person too like that makes it i just think that he creates an atmosphere that Mm -hmm. invites not only the audience to the table but also invites everyone he's working with to the table yeah he definitely
5: oh Oh, i was just gonna say yeah he definitely doesn't like he doesn't make like you're saying, movies in the traditional way where he's making it because he wants to and it's with the people he wants to make it for. He's not trying to make some statement, like, look how brilliant of a cinematographer I am or anything like that. He's not controversial. And so it's more enjoyable to watch as a consumer when movies are made that way.
1: Yeah, to tell the truth, the only movie of his I didn't like was The Longest Yard. I thought it was okay at best. You know, That's okay. I mean,
0: in a a long career? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question about it. Most of his stuff, I mean, he does dramas that are just as good as his comedies.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uncut Gems that? was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's a, a perfect example, except isn't that movie like 17 hours long or something? <laughs> it's, it's not short. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> Nothing short these days. I mean, if you no. went to the, uh, I mean, two hours and 46 minutes in Napoleon this weekend, you're, you're sitting through a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, no question. Uh, any great new things coming out? Because we just read the top should I repeat the the, uh, the list for, uh, for Kristen, the top 10? I'll just run through them, okay? See if you agree with these, you ready? The top 10 Christmas movies now listed, Die Hard, Miracle on 34th Street, The Santa Claus, It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas Vacation, the top five are Elf, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Charlie Brown Christmas, A Christmas Story, and Home Alone.
0: Where's Miracle on 34th Street?
1: Yeah, it's not on here. Natalie Wood, movie.
0: so yeah. good. Um, and I, I'm going to sit there and, and argue that Die Hard. I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but <laughs> well... I know many people will argue with me on that. That's fine. <laughs> Agree to disagree on that one. But yeah, Miracle on 34th Street seems like to be a big one. Was Love Actually on that list?
1: No, that wasn't no. on the list either.
0: I'm actually going to see, I'm going to the premiere tonight of Love Actually Live. They've adapted it into a stage show. Um, and it's Beautiful. become a holiday tradition here in Los Angeles. So I will let you know how it is because I have not seen it before.
4: I have not either. Anybody seen Love Actually? Uh, no, Melissa has, but that doesn't help us right now. She
0: saw the stage version of it.
4: No, she saw the movie.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen the movie a million oh, okay. times. But I'll let you know how the stage version is, how it translates.
1: No, Andy, it- am I am I right in saying that your your lovely wife's birthday is the, is Christmas Eve?
4: Um it is almost Christmas Eve. It's the 24th Oh it's not. I thought it was Christmas Eve Twenty third. It's close oh, enough. September. Yeah, Mine's that's the
0: third. All the December babies.
4: Well, oh, you're December third?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: yeah, it's coming right up. Four days. Coming right up. Five days. Finally.
0: Like I call it my birthday month.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, look at oh, you. Oh r-
1: really? Yeah, all of this
0: number is my month because I get shortchanged because everyone's too busy with the holidays to celebrate my birthday. So I call it my birthday month.
1: Well, I remember the first time I ever talked to you many, many years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was, you were very pissed off because Burt Reynolds stole your last name for his first name. (laughs) It's not fair.
0: No, I wasn't.
1: <laughs> you were you were deeply upset. I'll never I forget. I was it.
0: so angry at Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> while I was watching Stroker Ace. <laughs> oh god.
1: Was he easy to deal with?
0: No, he was he had a a very difficult reputation behind the yeah. scenes. Um yeah. and you know, it's interesting, even Sally Field has talked about the relationship and just said he was a really difficult man to date, but she loved him passionately, but oh. just constantly broke her heart. And you're like, don't do that to Sally Field.
1: Should I tell him the story about you and Burt Reynolds, Andy? Uh, there's a story about me and Burt. Oh, is it <laughs> a point Tropical or whatever? And we, we went to a restaurant, we're on vacation in Florida
4: mm-hmm.
1: and we walk into this restaurant, not necessarily tell you where it was. And we sat down at the table and the server comes over and looks at Andy, who at the time was, were you a teenager
4: at I that time? I don't think even, Yeah, he was much younger than that.
1: 12, 13 years old. The server comes over and goes, young man, I uh, bet you're going to be pretty excited when I tell you who just got up out of that chair five minutes ago. And he goes, really? Who, who just got up on, off the chair? says, you're sitting in the chair that was occupied for two hours by Burt Reynolds.
4: Pause. Who's Burt Reynolds? <laughs> also, well, I mean, What is his most recent big movie? That's the correct response, well, Andy. It's like. Well, he's been dead for a, quite a while now. Also, so no, he's TV only been one. dead for five years.
0: I would say Evening Shade was probably his last big TV project. Like,
3: I
4: mean, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, And Andy, that, was, and I mean that this... ended in 94. So, I mean, yeah. Right.
3: I mean this in the nicest way, Andy, like, I don't think any, your reactions are never going to meet what that guy's expectations no, 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 no. of what watching, even if it was somebody you knew and love, you're mm-hmm. not the one who's going to be like, oh, really, in this chair? Like, you'd go, well, I don't know, cool. there's
4: some, um, it's like, you know, if you told me that Shigeru Miyamoto sat in this chair, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. That's <laughs> pretty
4: cool. That's but about, about as good as you'd get out of me. <laughs> yeah, but for
5: you, I'd like, up
0: not... i gro- if I was excited.
5: Yeah. No, and Andy, for you, like, not growing up watching Burt Reynolds. Like, I don't yeah. even... I couldn't tell you anything he's been in. No, he was either. the guy with the mustache, right? Was he in Cannonball Run?
3: Well, he was in Friends. Yeah.
5: Yeah. He, he was, was in... Can- okay, that's friend. the
4: one thing I know. I've never seen Cannonball Run, but I am aware of it. Yeah. No, Friends was Tom Selleck.
0: Oh, oops! Sorry. That Bert Reynolds oh, and Tom Selleck are the same person, he was though. Great in Deliverance. Oh yeah, Never i watch, but...
4: Oh, Officer Dave's birthday is December fifth, by the way. So. Oh, there you go. You're oh, hot on his, his tail. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. No yeah, Melissa, not. her brother, and her dad all in the same week in December. We got you. We got Officer Dave. That's like five people right there. Five out of right five out of eight billion or so. It's pretty good.
1: One thing I have. One thing I have noticed now is your generation, particularly, you know, Brittany and Tevin and Andy, do not know much about the past
4: at all. You guys do not study history. It's interesting. It's not. I know who. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like Burt Reynolds. I don't know anything about because of the genre. It's the genre because he was in like, you know, the car chase kind of movies and stuff like that. It's like almost like Westerns, but not that sort of thing. It's like, Mm. I don't really care about that. But it's like
0: I think we've reached a point though where like the '70s, mm-hmm. which was one of the big eras in cinema, especially independent cinema, um, is at the point where it's falling by the wayside because you're looking at 50 years now, so mm-hmm. people are now looking mm-hmm. back at movies in the '90s, right. and yeah. as as you know, that's where everyone's looking back to, and we're losing unless someone is a huge cinephile, we're losing that that '70s generation, and that was the height of Burt Reynolds' fame.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense, but my generation that was totally different and then it maybe it's because you know television was invented at that time and all the rest of it but i studied people all the way back to you know 1900 i could pretty much tell you who was in vaudeville all that because i was interested in when i look at those kinds of things i go well let me look back and how did this all evolve how did hollywood happen because hollywood originally was supposed to be in hollywood florida but
4: then the state mm-hmm. decided not to let him do it there oh, Well, no I'm he up. moved because of It was like a tax incentive or something, wasn't it? I thought the weather
0: was an issue too.
4: It it could have been the weather, the hurricanes. Oh yeah. I can't even imagine
0: hurricanes and the humidity. Um, I I will say also though, that social media again has changed. Hollywood has changed, has changed everything, every aspect of our lives and it has changed how we consume media and especially AlphaGen, I think the oldest, we talked about AlphaGen, I think they're about 12 or 13.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They
0: are barely going to be watching TV and film. They are going oh, to no, be no? attached to a device way more than even our generations. Yep. And I know we, we kind of a wider scope, but it's just that that's how they have completely grown up. And Hollywood is going to have to find a way to capture those audiences' attention. And I... They're already struggling. I don't know why we're making movies longer and longer and longer when people really want to watch a minute and a half clip at best on TikTok.
1: No, I'll tell you, and that's the reason I brought it up in the first place, to tell you the truth, because with digital now, sitting on your phone or your computer or whatever, that didn't exist back in the day. So you basically don't have time to look back at anything anymore. There's a constant
4: rush of information coming at you now that I never had when I was your age. Well, there's just enough stuff that you also don't really need to. It's like, you know, if I yeah. want to watch any given genre of thing, there's 10 million options for me at this point. Yeah. And they were all made mm-hmm. in the past 20 years.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. And there's so much more content to be consumed today than there was, mm-hmm. you know, yep. even exactly 20 years ago where you had your, you know, Ten Disney movies that were going to come out over the course of the year. Over the course of your lifetime, right. you mean? We're, yeah. Now it's like every week there's yeah. a new movie that's coming out that you need to rush to the box office or stream.
4: Well, it's like when Pixar first came out, Toy Story, that those 3D toys moving around on screen was like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And now there's like ten Pixars. Right.
0: And nobody again, Pixar is not an event movie. It's because again, we have Disney plus now we have have it right there at our home theater. And also on top of this, Hollywood has not, because of everything that has changed with streaming, we don't have big movie stars anymore. Like that last era of like big movie stars, they're in their fifties or older. Mm-hmm. sure there are big stars sure like you're going to have your zendayas and your timothy chalamets and things like that but they are not going to be 20 million dollars a picture stars the way they mm-hmm. were in the 80s and yep. 90s those days are gone
1: that's very very true all right we got it covered now we know we know where everybody is now we're talking That's all i have to say but i'm telling you I'll, we started i started with this and i'll close with this the entertainment you can find just by popping on television is amazing now. And it's very cool. I love having all that stuff. Uh, Catherine discovered this show last night. I loved it. I didn't even know it existed. So I guess my closing question for Kristen is, how do they promote something? Because I had no idea about half the stuff that she brings up. I never saw it promoted. I didn't even know it existed. How do they get their, their, their movies and TV shows out, the knowledge of them?
0: It, um i know like let's just take netflix because they always have like a plethora yeah. of content coming out each week they kind of have tiers um and priority of their properties like you have like a b and kind of c list so let's just say for example like this weekend they've got may december coming out it's with julianne moore and natalie portman this is going to be a very big oscar entry for them this year they Mm -hmm. are going to push the heck out of this you're going to see them everywhere they're going to be doing promotions they'll be on every red carpet they possibly can while one of their smaller christmas movies maybe they will have some of their like because it's probably like tv talent or former soap stars they'll probably have them do print articles or just newspaper articles and phone interviews, radio interviews. They won't push that FaceTime as much. And and that's really what happens. So in order, you're more likely to discover the Christmas movie they have coming out just right. by right. browsing where May, December, you're going to see their faces everywhere on billboards in the cities. You'll see probably ads taking out. You'll see trailers and everything else. So you kind of notice how much money they're putting behind the marketing.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: You bet. See you guys tomorrow.
1: Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back and wrap things up right after this.
2: This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
1: doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero-resified, starting at $129. And don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month. So call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forwarded, spells the same. Or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named Service Truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE-certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you, just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes.
3: Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused.
2: this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. What do you think
1: of that action? That's all I have to say. All right, remember, drive some, uh, run some by you guys, see if you agree with the social norms that people are sick of. Bad driving, I understand. Phones, I understand. Bad driving phones, and
4: the third one is donuts? Donuts? What? Oh, like bringing donuts to work all the time, I guess. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out
1: because I don't understand why donuts would be in with bad driving and
3: phones. Yeah. It makes
1: no sense. If I asked you what social norms you were sick of, you'd probably say tipping before I could finish the question. Why are people sick of tipping? We've always had tipping.
3: I
5: think it's no, just it's the, the ex- new. Yeah. Like everybody, whether you go to Subway or whatever place to get food and you just go and order, they turn the screen around and there's always a tip thing on there really yeah so it's extended past traditional just yeah that's not good
1: i would have to agree with you on that one that's not good uh the rules are irritating but for many people getting tips is a great thing people on social media are talking about widely accepted social norms that are overrated and harmful or harmful i should say the responses were a little darker but some people made good points here are a few not valuing uh changing one's mind instead we admire those who stick to their beliefs and are consistent over long periods of time no matter what they learn or how they evolve as a person that is not a good thing no what they just t- said to you is i don't care what's true it's what i believe yeah. yep you don't want to do that that's not a good idea um monetizing and uh, quantifying everything, even hobbies, basically not doing anything just because you enjoy it. It's more about finding a way to earn money. See, theres there it is again. It's money yet again. They don't care about having fun. They want to make money. Um, it's you know, just doing it to uh, post a photo on Instagram, whatever. There's the internet again, jumping in. The invasion of people's personal lives. Is there a lot of that going on? People invading personal
4: lives? Well, it's... It's almost like a two ed, it's a two-way street because a lot of people will put way too much information on the Internet about oh, themselves. Yeah. And then when people – it's like people will put their entire lives online. They'll tie their names and faces to their Twitter account, and then they'll say something insane on Twitter, and people will be like, oh, I know who you are because you've told us. And then they're like, oh, you've doxed me. It's, if you want to say controversial things on the Internet, don't use your face and name to do it.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. And I'll tell you flat out.
4: What the hell happened? Did everything fall apart? I think someone's out there. Maybe. Somebody had to pee. Or that.
1: <laughs> oh, it could be that.
4: Yeah, I, I just,
1: uh, you know, what, what you were talking about there, I just think it's, that's a weird situation. Hustle culture and bragging about not sleeping, pushing yourself into an unhealthy lifestyle just Mm -hmm. to try to do more than everyone else. Again, about money. The bragging
4: about not sleeping thing is something that people have always done, and it's always bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like they have no excuse. They're like, oh, I only got four hours of sleep last night. It's like... But it was the weekend, you didn't work and you don't have a child. Why mm-hmm. did you I get know. four hours of sleep? It's like they think that not sleeping makes them seem more important or something.
0: Yeah,
3: there's like a weird flex. And then people get mad at you for not doing the same thing. They're like, they're like, do you wanna go out? And go, no, I need to go get some sleep. Well, I only, get like, I only got like eight, hours. I only get like six hours. It's like, okay, that's you. Yeah. I would never do cool. that Like, yeah. I love sleep Thank so much. Thank you for much. living
4: that way. I'm not
1: love interested. Love that for you. No, I agree. What about letting kids have cell phones for, for Brittany and Andy here?
3: I will tooth and I'm going to give them your old brick one that has mm-hmm. no
2: <laughs> yeah, there you screen go. on it. Well,
3: I just want to, you can call me to pick you up. You, I want you to have access to that. I have no interest in giving Gogo a phone. Well, our kids are
4: also too old for that to really matter right now because it's like you don't give a one and a half year old a phone in any circumstances cuz they're just going yeah. to throw it against a wall and break it.
3: Oh, yeah. Gogo wants to push the buttons. She likes to the reaction on the phone. I mean, she she sees my phone and she thinks it either FaceTime's with Nana, so she'll mm-hmm. go, "Nana." Yeah. Or it plays music for her, so right. she'll go, "Music, but music." But you would never so, just like,
4: give her the phone and be like, "Have fun."
3: No. Cuz she's going a wreck I, it. Yeah. She'll
4: break it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really start doing that until maybe 3 at the very earliest. But even then, I don't think I would.
3: I just want her to be as present as possible. That's why we're like dragging our feet about screens, but we can like we have the, we have the availability to do that. Like mm-hmm. I have no problem with other people needing to use screens. If I needed to work or something and not be able to wa- that girl would be watching shows for sure.
1: Yep. All right. We'll close with this one. And I, I've been talking about this for a couple of years and I'm really is no, no, that's not a problem. <laughs> the blatant spreading of misinformation. Yeah. I still believe that somebody from Fox and somebody from CNN gets together every morning, you're going to fight this and then we'll fight back and you'll look like a hero today and we'll look like a hero. To-. I literally think they plan those news shows. Yeah. I, really- I
3: also think it's a big headline to have the backlash to the backlash that doesn't yeah. ever, the first backlash yeah. never existed. It's like, I the, know. I always everyone's like it. mad about the Merry Christmas. Yeah. and It's like, I've never met anybody who cares nope. if you say Merry Christmas. Nope. And they're like, what was the latest one? Uh Oh Dolly Parton they're like everyone is so mad about Dolly Parton's mm-hmm. outfit and yeah. I was like nobody cares about Dolly oh, Parton's dear. outfit It's Dolly Parton like yeah, my you're favorite, making this up
4: my favorite and by favorite I mean the opposite of favorite is when they have news articles that are like they're highlighting the supposed social media explosion about a topic and the article just consists of a bunch of embedded tweets with like five likes
3: yeah exactly it's
4: like who do you think you're fooling by saying that this person who this is the first time the public has ever seen their tweet thanks to you yeah it's like it represents the entire world
3: it is it's the lack of news or the laziness of it where they go this will get clicks like people being mad about being mad and the reality of it is there was no initial anger like
1: Mm. i understand that all right we got to wrap things up we'll talk to you guys tomorrow
3: Love you. Bye.